0: To to
1: welcome, 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 everybody! Uh, we got a little bit too much volume there. Greg Brasso, your host of Veterans Voice Radio, on uh, a night that uh, is going to go down. I think uh, is one of the uh, most rewarding, uh, uh, most interesting nights uh, uh, that we uh, that we've had in our eight years of live broadcasting. Um, and before we get going into the heart of the show. Um, Wolfie and I have been talking about a new program that uh, we'll be honoring uh, some vets. And uh, uh, Wolfie, what was the name of the? What's the, the name of this program? Yeah, well, we're listen, breaking
2: news. We have breaking news. Breaking it's news. it's uh it's not going to be an, an Emmy. It's not going to be a Tony. It's going to be a Vetti <laughs> for veterans. So at the beginning, we're going to start every show by honoring a veteran, who is in recognizing them, who is um. Done good service for veterans and good service for the town. So, um, the first one, a vetty, our very first vetty. Breaking news, you heard it here first, Chuck. I'm sorry, it's not I'm you. Wrong. You were, you were a runner-up. <laughs> So That's my drum, drum roll. We have a drum roll. So the very first one is Paul Dumphy from Hull. We did this at the coffee. We got all kinds of certificates. So he's an original Hull kid, and he's a Navy, a Navy CB, but he calls himself the Fighting Seabees and he always says to Marine friends, I'm already on the beach making the beach for you so you can land. He always gives them a hard time. So he was in Vietnam, and on the community service side, he was a longtime member of the VFW Park and Rec Commission. Um, a charter member of the Hull Veterans Council and the Hull War Memorial <clears throat> Council, so he's always been involved with the community and with the town. So he gets the first Veteran Voice Vetty Award to Paul Duffy Hull, Mass. And then we're going to add an addition to that for the Hull kids. His name is Duffy. We're going to call it the Dump. Oh. So, so Dumphy won the first the first Vetty and the first Dump. Well, so he, congratulations to
1: Paul Dumphy. He's certainly hey. all right, Duffy certainly be, been around and deserving yeah. of the first vetty He really is. So the first awesome. vetty you heard it, heard it here, folks. You heard uh, it here first, Veteran Voice Radio. I, I'm sorry, Brett, it's going to dwarf your news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you, you know, but... Uh, is it a Dundee? Oh, uh, uh, boy, you know, uh, we've got callers in from all over the world that have accomplished some unbelievable things, but... They haven't been awarded a VETI yet, so all oh, the dump. All oh, the dump. Um, let's keep it with the VETI. I'm I'm happy with that. But uh, tonight, folks, we've got a uh, an action packed show. Uh, we've got a great audience here. We've got our dear friend Jenny from uh, the the Suicide Co- uh, Coalition. Uh, Justin back from uh, his his worldly travels uh, to the Vietnam Veterans uh, of America meetings, and Chucky out of retirement here back. Uh, you know, looking, looking, No, looking Chuck, Chuck's in retirement. <laughs> oh, yeah, in retirement. oh, okay, okay. Congratulations. Well, he's. Uh, Is he an
2: Orioles inny?
1: <coughs> yeah. Well, in he's. He yeah. He he's. he's no been more getting f- up
0: at three. No more riding up to Bedford and back. And you miss it, don't you? Oh, yeah.
3: No. <laughs> no. No. Well,
0: miss my vets. Yeah. But. Yeah. No.
1: Yeah, that two and a half hour ride home. Yeah. Must, oh. It was a killer. Yeah. Was a killer. But uh, tonight, folks, we're uh, revisiting our friends from uh, the Parkinson's community. And uh, what a bunch of friends uh, I've I've run into over the past few years of talking. And uh, we've got one of the leaders of the pack, uh, Brett Miller, in with us again. Brett, thanks for coming in uh, tonight, kid. Uh, You know, really Mm -hmm. appreciate your your leadership and all this. Sure,
4: absolutely. Always an honor. Happy to be here.
1: And uh, for the audience out there, Brett, who are you and what do you do?
4: Sure, uh, I'll, be, I'll be brief. Uh, Brett Miller, I'm a physical therapist by trade. Uh, very, very lucky to be the founder and owner of 110 Fitness, the largest wellness center in the world for people with Parkinson's disease. We're an all-inclusive wellness center, uh, pretty much geared towards uh, personal, personal growth and supporting uh, the Parkinson's community throughout the world.
1: Wow, wow, that's quite an undertaking, and you've been at this for quite a while one ten fitness has been. Uh, f- we're five years young at this point. Yeah, and and you're also part of a, a great group that I think a lot of people will will recognize uh, their names. But uh, we have Ted and and Doctor. Uh, um, is it Doctor Dolan? Uh, is, 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 which doctor is it there, Larry? Oh,
4: Doctor Rosen.
1: Rosen. Doctor Rosen. I'm sorry. Yeah, we need to get some more uh, some more ring for the uh, for the pens out there. So uh, Ted and Doctor, are you out there?
5: Hi. Yeah, Ted Thompson
1: here. Oh, very good. You're coming in loud and clear. Thank you very much. Hey, Ted. This is Brett Miller Dan- here. How are you?
3: I'm here
1: as well. Oh, very good, Doctor. Thank you. Thank you also. Um, For the audience, would you mind introducing yourselves and, and, and the role that you're playing? Ted, do you want to speak first?
5: Sure. Yep. Uh, happy to... Uh, uh, thanks for having me. Ted Thompson, Thompson, I'm the Senior Vice President of Public Policy at the Michael J. Fox Foundation, and I've been working on Parkinson's policy issues for about the last eight years and have worked with both Brett and Dr. Dobkin on a variety of issues.
1: Very nice. And and, and just a little bit about your background, Ted?
5: Sure. Um, I spent most of my career in public policy, uh, worked for two different congressmen, including chief of staff to one of them. Um, have uh, been in the disease space for quite a while prior to parkinson's i was working in the uh, uh, multiple sclerosis uh, area Um, got a lot of greed don't hold that against me but it is very helpful for the work that i do yeah and um yeah and uh uh, i'm in the dc area uh, and uh, we we have done some work in the massachusetts uh, legislature as well
1: Very, very nice. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us uh, tonight, Ted. We can't wait to talk to you about your accomplishments. And uh, Doctor, would you uh, introduce yourself uh, for everybody and just give us a little bit of your background?
3: Absolutely, and thank you again for inviting me to join you tonight. Um, So my name is Dr. Roseanne Dopkin. I am um, a clinical psychologist at Rutgers University in New Jersey, and I am a Parkinson's (coughs) disease mental health researcher. Um, In addition to my work at Rutgers, I have also been um, conducting research and providing clinical care um, in the VA system for almost the past 10 years. Um, And one of the amazing things that I'm so proud to be doing um, at the VA to help our veterans with Parkinson's disease is developing um, a new program to improve the screening and assessment um, and treatment of concerns like depression and anxiety, which are incredibly common but highly treatable um, in veterans with Parkinson's disease. So that's been a really rewarding experience. And then I've also been working very closely um, with the Fox Foundation, you know, for many, many years on different projects and initiatives, and I am on the Executive Steering Committee for um, their landmark study, the Parkinson's Progression Markers Initiative, which is really on a mission um, to accelerate better treatment and ultimately prevent Parkinson's, and I look forward um, to talking more about that program um, later this evening as well.
1: E- excellent. Um, you know, in one of the other programs I'm going to introduce you to, and it might not be the correct name, but it's a um, another Italian paisan friend of mine, Wally Musto, that uh, for years has been with the program Chuck Chuck, it's not the track is it called the track Track, program track program and and for years they bring veterans in and pay them a couple of hundred bucks a few hundred bucks and they give them a a head to toe physical and then in a few years they have them back give give them another few hundred uh, and and retest them over and over mostly within the OEF OIF community But I want to introduce you folks to them because there might be some overlap in your research, and there might be a situation where, gee, you need some help, you know, talking to people, maybe Wally can be your emissary and expand that veterans' direct link, and if you need some some direct studies, that's... uh, You know, we can put you in touch with the with the with the individual vets. So I hope that's uh, of some value
0: to you, folks, Doctor. That's also what the whole that whole project is is on TBIs. They're checking out the uh, combat vets that are coming that were coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan on their uh, TBI problems.
3: Yeah, that, that would be a wonderful connection and I would be happy, you know, to speak with and potentially, you know, partner um, with individuals that have um, similar, similar missions, you know, to improve the lives um, of veterans in general and certainly veterans living with Parkinson's disease. And, um, you know, you mentioned TBI, you know, we know that that's one of, um, you know, the risk factors um, for Parkinson's disease, um, for individuals who have served um, in the military, so we are we are very interested um, in studying that group of individuals a little bit more closely um, in order to learn how we can um, figure out some prevention strategies moving forward in the future. So I really appreciate that chance because
1: we, we have Connect. this Navy SEAL that's a close friend of the shows, and um, he's had some some problems and as training as a seal they're underwater next to serious explosions regularly on a training basis then they go out to warfare and it's only bigger explosions and the 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 suicide rate among the seals right now is soaring like crazy anthony comes in and he laments every week gee couple more couple more awful that and 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 possibly the TBI from the concussions is what they're kind of, and headaches and all that. So, uh, it's, it's amazing how much all this ties together, but at this point, let us just take a commercial break. We'll tie it all together. We'll start the second quarter, uh, Right after these message messages, uh, that was a swing and a message. That's all. Uh, but we'll be that back. Was good. Not bad. Yeah, that was not good. not bad for Lithuania. Not That was good. Yeah, not bad. So, uh, Larry, why don't you take it away, kid, and we'll be back after these messages. He's involved in both. Well, welcome back. Of course, you're all so involved with each other. It's uh, an incestuous relationship. I'm, I'm seeing with you folks. It's, it's wonderful though that you're able to combine, you know, some diverse backgrounds and you put it all together. And, uh, uh, and I think you and uh, Ted have uh, accomplished something that's close to moving heaven and earth. Uh, uh, it, it, who wants to describe the, uh, the, the project you folks have been involved in?
4: Well, I can start, um, Ted, and you certainly are welcome to elaborate, uh, but, you know, one of our our biggest announcements, which uh, started uh, at 110 Fitness, uh, Jack Quinn, who is a uh, a retired former congressman and a board member over at the Michael J. Fox Foundation, retired with Parkinson's disease, and uh, Matt Keswick, who also is a a lobbyist here in Massachusetts. The three of us were sitting at 110 Fitness trying to figure out a way to... um, bring insurance on board with um, covering Parkinson's wellness programs. And uh, that kind of expanded. Uh, Obviously, we reached out to Ted to try to get some, you know, public policy support and some data that the Fox Foundation always has um, done a fantastic job of providing um, people so that, you know, we can bring that to the table. And, you know, through a lot of work and uh, three years, actually, it's taken us and, uh, you know, The piece that I was involved in is I was able to provide the research from 110 Fitness to bring to the, you know, the people that, um, you know, are in the legislation to put this bill forward. And uh, just this week, Brian Higgins announced the Boxing Therapy for Parkinson's Access Act of 2022. It's a bipartisan bill um, introduced by Representative Higgins and Congressman Darren LaHood. Um, to the Secretary of the United States Department of Veterans Affairs to provide coverage for boxing-based therapy classes to wow. veterans diagnosed wow. with Parkinson's yeah. disease. Wow. So huge. That, that, huge. Is,
1: that is huge. Ted, and, and, and you obviously had a big role down in Washington putting this together. I mean, congratulations. If you were playing hockey, you would have scored a double hat trick.
5: Well, I'm a Minnesotan, so I did play hockey as a kid. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I,
2: I think I got a two-minute penalty against him, yeah, yeah. and I was still on the bench. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, well, so, Ted, a you really had a, a large role in this in helping to helping to push this through, talking about pushing a string uphill.
5: Well, actually, um, I, I want to say that this was really driven more by, you know, people like Brett and, and Matt and Jack Quinn. Um You know, oftentimes the best ideas don't come from us in Washington. They come from people, you know, living out in the community. And But why this is so important, I mean, we have have plenty of evidence um, about the benefits of various forms of exercise, and boxing in particular seems to have a significant improvement in things like balance and gait and the ability to walk. And so kind of the case is, you know what, if we prevent one person from falling, breaking their hip, and being hospitalized, you know that's going to save the system seventy or eighty thousand dollars. Isn't it a lot cheaper to um, enable bo- uh, Parkinson's patients to have this boxing therapy? And, and you've and convinced so
1: that- the you've convinced the VA of that. Hallelujah! Loo- that's uh, oh, that's no, a great no, piece no.
5: of work. Well, no, <clears throat> we have not convinced the VA overall. Uh, this legislation that, that uh, Brett mentioned, that Congressman Higgins put in. Um, that would require the VA to provide the reimbursement, but there is a pilot study going on okay. at the Buffalo, Buffalo, New York VA to try and uh, put more evidence behind it. Um, and so we're we're not there yet, and, and the bill was just introduced. But um, uh, and Congressman LaHood, uh, his father was a member of Congress when Jack Quinn was in office, and so that's been part of the connection there. But um, yeah, it's a group effort, and we're we're supporting it and pushing it. And um, it's great, though, I mean, the great news is that the VA is actually doing some research in, um, on this uh, at one of their centers. So that, that, that's a great piece of information.
1: Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, we're, we're very good friends with the VA, and we see that the work that they do, and as Chuck mentioned, uh, the group in Jamaica Plain, is it not, Chuck, that's the, where the TBI group is, uh, is headquartered? C- correct. Yeah, yeah, so and, and and they have done some research that, you know, just has been phenomenal So if there's some doors that I can open, you know, and set up maybe a roundtable discussion at some time after our event in July And just to make sure everybody's on the same page and sharing all the information, uh, you know, working with Brett He's been a, you know, a real, uh, a, a great ally for all of us up here, so, uh you know, if we can help spread the word a little bit, I—that's I, what—that's what we do, uh, Ted and Doctor. We're uh, we 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 raise the flag and raise the awareness on what's going on. So uh, we've been talking a lot on the radio station the last couple of weeks about uh, uh, just the conference going on this weekend, and uh, we'll touch on that maybe in a in in the next quarter. But uh, Doctor, what what have you seen as far as? Uh, positive changes in the last five to 10 years or so?
3: Wow, so that's that's a really um, big and, and broad question. Um, so I think there, there have been a lot of positive changes with respect to um, you know Parkinson's research um, in general. And I also think that there have been a lot of positive changes that I've personally um, witnessed in the VA with respect to um, you know, Parkinson's disease clinical care um, and access, you know, to the latest, greatest, um, you know, evidence-based care. Um, so let me kind of break it down and, and talk about one component and the other because they're they're both you know such important topics. Sure. Um, you know, so in in terms of you know advances with respect to. Parkinson's research, I'd love to take a moment to talk a little bit more um, about the PPMI study that I mentioned um, in the earlier segment, which was first launched by um, the Michael J. Fox Foundation um, in 2010. So this has been going on now um, for over 12 years and it continues to grow and to expand. um, And to date, it's really contributed to a major um, expansion in our understanding of the really complex biology um, associated with Parkinson's disease. And a lot of the insights and the scientific advances um, that we've learned from PPMIs has had a major impact on clinical trial design, and it's actually accelerated um, therapeutic development for the Parkinson's community. So in the last several years, there have been 20 new drug trials um, designed to slow or stop the progression of Parkinson's, that have used PPMI methods um, and data to transform, you know, the robust pipeline of available therapeutics. And this data has been cited um, in more than 400 scientific papers to date. And wow. I think what's really exciting wow. right now, yeah. So I mean, and it's this data is it's avail- it's de-identified. Um, There's no personal information um, attached to the research data, but it's available to to the research and to the scientific community at large. And so researchers and scientists around the world um, are downloading the data, um, I want to say, Something like twenty two hundred data downloads per day wow. to work yeah. to wow. advance understanding of Parkinson's disease um, and therapeutics. And and now uh-huh. in this expanded version of PPMI, you know, in addition to using all of this information um, that we are gathering from motivated. Um, participants, you know, some who have Parkinson's disease, um, some who don't have Parkinson's um, but would like to contribute to research, um, and others who maybe don't have Parkinson's but they have some, some risk factors that may be associated with Parkinson's um, like TBI or environmental exposures, um, loss of smell, constipation. Um, there's a type of sleep disorder um, called um, REM sleep behavior disorder, where individuals actually act out their dreams um, in their sleep rather than experiencing muscle paralysis. Um, so all of these individuals are also um, very much in need for study in PPMI. Sure. And so all of these people have been participating, um, you know, for many, many years, and they've provided us with information, you know, to improve the development of treatments to, you um, Slow the progression of Parkinson's, but now we want to take it to the next step, and we want to figure out how can we prevent Parkinson's altogether. So we are on a mission. Um, You know, we really want to understand Parkinson's risk, you know, who gets it, who doesn't, and why, and we need the help of everybody, um, you know, with and without Parkinson's uh, in order to do that. Um, and we really want to invite um, all of the veterans um, that are listening, and all of the family members, and everybody who's listening, um, to consider participating in PPMI. Um, in fact, we've now expanded the study to include an online portion. So anybody you know over the age of eighteen um, can sign up to participate online. And again, you know, as we study individuals um, who have. Some of these risk factors that I mentioned, you know, the majority of them are not going to develop Parkinson's, but some of them might. So we really need to understand, you know, what distinguishes individuals who have some risk factors and go on to develop Parkinson's compared to those who have those risk factors and don't go on Boy, to develop so, Parkinson's.
1: There's so much, and Wolfie will yell at me if I don't ask you the fabric. How, how does somebody get get started to contact you, folks, that maybe they they've they've listened to the show now tonight. What's their first step? Would it be a, a visit to your website? Some sort of a question and answer scenario. Um, what 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 will that track look like, please?
3: Great question. Um, so yes, going to the website, and I will I will read it off now, okay. um, and I'm happy to repeat it again later. Yeah. Um, but it's MichaelJFox.org. Um, backslash PPMI, and that P is
1: in Peter, P is in Peter, M is in Mary, I is an eyeball.
3: Exactly. Okay. It's MichaelJFox.org <laughs> backslash PPMI. Yeah. Um, Paul Peter Michael Igloo. <laughs>
1: very good. Yes. Very 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 good. You didn't like my eyeball, huh?
3: <laughs> and just to
1: clarify, um, <laughs> Greg,
4: and you you heard the doctor say this. You do not have to have Parkinson's disease to
1: participate in the PPMI. Right. They want everybody. Boy, and... They and, yeah. and want
3: everybody. Yes, every, everybody. everybody.
1: Everybody. doesn't matter whether they served in combat or not. Anybody that served in the military. Uh, Their family members.
4: Absolutely. It's yeah. so important. Everybody. It's
1: such an important research study, and it's not going to harm them. You're not giving them a nuclear injection to see how much they gl- glow. What are the type of information, uh, uh, what, what what would the scenario be, uh, okay, I, I want to, you know, find out more about this. What would the questionnaire look like? What would the types of questions that you ask? that, that Pages and pages and pages of questions.
3: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm happy to, to, to talk about this. So the first step, you know, if an individual goes to the website um, and you know, reads and decides. Oh, this is really um, you know innovative and groundbreaking, and I'd love to participate. Um, there is an online component to PPMI, so um, the participant would fill out the consent form online, and then there would be some self-report measures that the participant would complete, um, asking about things like mood, um, cognition, you know, problem solving, memory. Would ask about. Some physical symptoms, as well as some early um, motor symptoms of Parkinson's, like tremor or difficulties with walking and falls. I want to. I want to ask you.
1: I want to ask you a question relative to early onset. Before we uh, break up this, the the uh, uh, for the night, I'm glad you just mentioned that you know people start to fall a little bit, whatever. I want to kind of educate my. My listening audience, what to lock, look for is some early stages and early signs of causing a problem. Uh, but you go ahead, doctor. I'm sorry to in, in, interrupt.
3: Oh no, no, not at all. I'll make a note and I will come back to that. And if I don't come back to that, please remind me. And, and I'm sure that that you will. Okay. So we, um, so it's it's a self-report battery of questionnaires that individuals complete online. It probably takes. Um, you know, maybe 30 to 45 minutes to, to complete the measures the first time, and then individuals are asked to come back um, to sign into their online account that they have created and complete, you know, shorter sets of questionnaires, you know, quarterly, let's say, so um, about every three months. Okay. Some, some individuals, based on the responses that they provide to those online questionnaires, will be invited to come into the clinic. There are 50 um, PPMI clinical sites in 12 countries wow. um, around the world. Wow. And yes, it's, it's, it's very, very um, impressive that we are all working so hard, working together um, to, to try to find a cure.
1: Oh, a cure, a not cure only treatment. a treatment, but a cure, huh?
3: A cure, that, that's the ultimate goal. We, we wanna prevent this, um, wow. we, we wanna cure it, and we, we need to just study you know tens of thousands of people Um, in order to get the information that we need to do that. So if individuals are invited to come into clinic, then they will complete a much more comprehensive um, assessment battery. And I believe Ted is actually participating um, in the clinic, so he could speak to this as well. But you know, very high level individuals who are called um, into the clinic and wish to participate, will complete a neurological examination. They will complete some neuropsychological testing that looks at a variety of different cognitive skills like memory and attention and and problem solving. And they will provide um, a lot of biological samples. So blood, urine, we do a lot of imaging. Um, We also take um, a tiny little bit of of skin in a skin biopsy in select individuals. Um, And we also take some spinal fluid, and we collect these biological measures over time in order to figure out, you know, what are really the relevant biomarkers of disease progression that we want to target with respect to therapeutic development.
1: We've got to get Wally Musto in here to find out how he can share. I mean, they've had this program on for several years now, haven't they, Chuck?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So they must have a pretty big database of information. Uh, I I'm not sure. Um it, it it I'm sure that their data isn't important as the Supreme Court papers that were leaked, but maybe we can get Wally to <laughs> sh- share some of uh <laughs> you know, Wally can share yeah. some of his uh results to you folks and uh you know, begin a long term relationship because what you folks are doing Wally's doing. That's the same thing. Mm-hmm. He's monitoring vets every few years, taking markers, doing this. And I bet that Wally would be interested to talk to you folks to see what information he might have to add to his 50 pages of questions that maybe there's two from the Michael J. You know Fox Foundation that could be a missing piece of their puzzle.
3: Yeah, I yeah. know it would be, be wonderful to to collaborate um and, and to share information. And and the great thing again about PPMI data is that we don't have to leak it. There doesn't have to be a data breach because it's all publicly oh, no. available. Uh, 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 we
1: yeah, we have enough it's available
3: for everybody. Yeah, Woo. Veterans
1: Voice causes enough demonstrations. We don't need to go look for another <laughs> one.
3: Um, I know, Ted, did you want to say anything about your participation in PPMI as a volunteer?
5: Yeah, just, uh yeah, one clarification though. I I'm not part of the clinical aspects of it. I'm only doing the online at this point. Um but I will say our CEO has long been a PPMI participant and has done all of those, you know, the the the, the bio the uh, blood draws and skin and all that. So, um but yeah, so I signed up for PPMI because, you know, we talk about it all the time and and I I signed up because it's like, well, I should know what this is about. And it is a very simple process, um, you know, filling out these questionnaires. I will say that if you don't have Parkinson's, you get through the questionnaires more quickly, but it's important to have people that don't have Parkinson's participating in it because we might find commonalities um, or, or, or you know, we might find data in that population that could inform, you know, the scientific goals. So, it, so I just want to stress, you know, that. Um, and, you know, Dr. Dobkin said 2,200 times a day this data is downloaded. Using a different number, that means it, it has been downloaded over 10 million times wow. worldwide. Wow. And one of the, the primary objective of the Fox Foundation is open data, open science. We, we don't want to hide anything. We want everybody to have access to it because we don't know where the breakthroughs are going to come from. And the more data, the more information that is out there. Uh, the more likely we are to, to hit some singles and doubles.
1: Wow, a, a single can become a home run at any time with uh, yeah. with, with all your skill set, and you've got that number of you know data points that you can you know transfer it to with today's computing. There's a lot. I bet there's a lot of background analysis and big time computer uh, simulation of data and accumulation that you folks are doing. Yeah, can I bring some uh,
4: data to the table, Greg? I um, haven't had data yeah. since. So the, I can't get enough. Well, uh, you know, online radio it, it co- data. I want to, you know, just stress uh, uh, the Fox Foundation's data in correlation to the state of Massachusetts, um, and then just give you an update on uh, what the committee is doing for the mass registry that we need was to brought know. forward. So we need to know. <clears throat> we think there's. Approximately about 22,000 people in the state of Massachusetts that have Parkinson's disease currently.
1: Not veterans, that's total Correct. population. Correct, that's
4: total population. Right? And uh, we're looking at direct and indirect costs of $1.14 billion oh. every year. Oh. Um, and, you know, that is, again, you know, data that was provided to us that gave us a lot of the ammunition to bring wow. forward. Putting together a Massachusetts Parkinson's registry, um, which the legislation did sign, and we have a committee that's been working very diligently, um, and we finally have finished the report that we're going to be presenting to the legislation, so that we can see if we can get funding to then start to collect data and wow, to beautiful. to get this off the ground. Um, and you know, again, Ted Ted was involved in this as well as um, a lot of us, you know, in the Parkinson's world here. But, you know, stressing to the fact that we need a lot of states to follow suit, you know, just like the PPMI, they need, you know, better data if they have lots of numbers, right? And so if we have registries who are collecting data that's similar, we're able to share it and we're able to then, you know, like you said, fit pieces of the puzzle across the country that someone might be missing something that we might have and vice versa so uh... the registry is working very hard to put this together and we're hopefully um, we're very hopeful that we're gonna get the funding once we present our final report nice um, and so we're looking forward to uh... to launching that very soon well,
5: i've got uh... I, if i can chime in i've got some breaking news on registries um... great today today the governor of maryland signed a registry bill so there will be a registry in maryland super uh... today the south carolina the south carolina legislature uh, passed the bill to create a registry, so that's off to the governor now. And on um, Parkinson's Awareness Day, uh, Governor Jim Justice of West Virginia signed the bill to enact a registry. So we actually, between those three, uh, we already have registries in Nebraska, California, and Utah. Mm-hmm. Massachusetts is working um, toward that end. Um, we, we've got a lot of momentum on this, and part of that is because I was able to hire a state government relations person to uh, really focus on this because the Massachusetts Registry was one of those projects I did off the side of my desk, you know, working with people like Brett and, <laughs> wow. Pat and others. Wow. Um, but it, and, and back to why they're important because some people, you know, it, it, it's about the data collected because what we can determine, what we may be able to determine with population based data collection are things like. You know the, the geography, uh, geographic differentials, um, exposures to different pesticides and and other toxins. You know we might find clusters of people. There is an area in California known as Parkinson's Alley, because the uh, incidence of Parkinson's is significantly higher in this Central Valley of California than the rest of the state. So the, these registers and they're and they're not very expensive to build and um, and keep going. You know, so really, especially given, you know, Brett mentioned the cost Massachusetts nationally, it, it's over $52 billion per year. Half of that is paid out by the federal government through, primarily through Medicare. Medicare. Mm-hmm. And by 2037, which is not that many years from now, it's projected to at least be $80 billion a year. So, So we're talking about you know, even, even if we could just slow the progression, we could save a ton of money to the taxpayers. Um but the other Ted, area. It, that
1: it, we're th- uh on... Ted, I hate to break you up. We're we're running way late. We, years we, years. yeah, my my poor producer over there is uh is is having a, okay. a, a fit. We're about fifteen minutes late. We need to take a two minute break, Ted, and I want you to finish up where you were, please. righty. Great. Thanks a lot. Larry, take it away here. We'll we'll hear from these uh sponsors that keep the show going, not at the $80 billion level we're talking, slightly below, but uh, thanks, Larry. Take it away, and we'll uh, be back after these messages to uh, follow up with uh, tonight's unbelievable show. Take it away, Larry. Welcome back, everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of tonight's Veterans Voice Radio show where we're talking about the Incredible announcements and and progressions that uh, these folks have uh, been making uh, in examining uh, the problems within the Parkinson's community. And Ted, you were just uh, really uh, I hated to interrupt you. Uh, you you were you were really sharing some some terrific information.
5: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, just in terms of you know, if we, for example, if we could um, find ways to prevent the disease, we could save a ton of money. Um, and part of that, and, and I want to dovetail into our specific veterans' agenda, um, because veterans, uh, well, one, uh, about ten to twelve percent of all people with Parkinson's served in the military. That's a pretty huge number. Ridiculous. So, yeah, of the, the roughly, and we think these are conservative mm. estimates, but of the million Americans with Parkinson's, about one hundred and ten thousand of That's them amazing. are are military veterans. Yeah. So we we actually pulled together a working group last year to come up with recommendations for legislation um, specifically to support veterans with Parkinson's. Um, uh, The VA has what's called the Parkinson's Disease Research Education and Clinical Center Program. Within the VA, they've got six sites. Uh, There's nothing in middle America. And our proposal is to expand the number of those sites, add two more and to double their funding. And double doubling funding may sound like a lot, but they've been running on a shoestring budget that has barely budged in the 20 years they've been in existence. So, wow. um, and, and the people that run these centers are just amazing public servants. Um, uh, and so our, so our big push this year is to double the funding for this Parkinson's program within the VA, add the two new sites. And our future goal is to establish some specific neurological disease research money at the VA, because in the name uh, Podrex, the R is for research, but they've never had money to do research. So we think, you, and, and there's a lot of benefits to it. I mean, veterans, you've got a, a closed system within the VA, you've got an identifiable group, they've been exposed to Agent Orange and burn pits and various toxins, et cetera. Um, I, I really think veterans could be, a, 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 literally could help answer a lot of the questions that we have sure. um so that that's our big push for veterans uh this year and you know it's it's very really important um for us to get this enacted and we're and lobbying congress we're getting tremendous support so far so um we're we're very hopeful we're going to accomplish uh, this funding uh push this year
1: well, and, and the effects are it, it, the disease does not show up the day after the veteran gets out of the service. Um, right. You, you know, we've done some hep C testing. Wolfie and I have tested veterans and looked to, for, for the antibodies. But, you know, we explained it to the VA that would you rather pay $100 for our test for antibodies and $50,000 for the drug the Gilead had? Or do you want to re- replace their liver, and 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 then just get ready to spend a half a million or a million, uh, and then the result is death. So which would you want to do? And right. It, it, right. it it seems like the VA now is getting proactive rather
5: than waiting until the signs show up. Yeah, yeah, I think. Um you know and and we also push to expand the service connected disability for parkinson's to include parkinsonisms yep. which are several other related diseases and sec uh va secretary mcdonough um you know stated publicly that he intends to move quickly on that um not not slow walk it like agencies oftentimes do so um you know we're, we're very happy about that
1: wow wow well you know unfortunately we we we're, we're down to the last few minutes here of the show and uh, every time I talk to you folks we we need to schedule two or three more you know discussions you've got so much going on it's not even fair to have you on just for an hour it seems like we we've only talked about the tip of the iceberg
5: Yeah you you're right and w- I'm happy to come back anytime uh, anytime you want want to have me
1: that 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 would be great. Uh, a series of shows on this uh, would really be exactly what we'd we'd like to do. So uh, let's let's plan to keep in touch, and uh, we'll we'll see you folks. Are you folks going to be up uh, up up in Boston on Saturday for the conference?
5: Um, I unfortunately can't. I'm actually uh, giving a speech to a, a different to Parkinson's research uh, symposium.
1: Well, we'll mi- yes. we'll we'll miss you. We'll we'll have your lobster salad. We'll sandwich for you, no problem.
3: <laughs> and I unfortunately <laughs> won't be able to to be there either. Um, but did want to remind everybody um, of the Parkinson's IQ Plus U event, which is a free, you know, educational in person event um, for people with PD and their families. Um, these events will be held, you know, across the country. But we have an event in Boston um, this weekend. You can register. Ahead of time, or you can register day of, and it's being held at the Weston Boston Seaport District Hotel um, at 8 a.m. And we would love um, for everybody listening with Parkinson's, as well as those listening without Parkinson's, um, to come and, and learn, um, get some really wonderful information, um, and also sign up for some potential research opportunities.
1: Spectacular. Yeah,
4: 110 Fitness will be there. We're exhibiting. And uh, I'll also um, share this with you Um the uh, to register the michaeljfox.org backslash pDIQ Boston
1: is the uh, registration link and there's, as, there's no charge for the for the conference this weekend it's a, it's a free event correct yeah wonderful F- free wonderful. parking free event so this would be you know help maybe somebody with Parkinson's in the family that's maybe wants to know what to expect and 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 learn that's the the, the nature of the conference here.
4: Yeah, fully accessible for, for all people. Beautiful. Families or
1: people with Parkinson's at any stage of progression. Beautiful, beautiful. You know, it's amazing how many people I've talked to since we've started this this uh, project together say, gee, my uncle, gee, my grandfather, gee, somebody, gee, mm-hmm. somebody. It's amazing how many families have been touched by parkinson's disease
4: yeah i've talked to a lot of colleagues in the parkinson's world and there's people flying in from all over the country um to come to the boston event wow on saturday so spectacular it's exciting
1: mm-hmm. well i'm i'm looking forward to it and uh uh doctor and ted i want to thank you so much for taking uh, some time out of your evening to join in us to join us and uh we're going to re- reconvene real soon maybe in uh July, uh, maybe in July, Brett, you come back on. We're having a large, a giant veterans event up here, folks. We expect about 1,500 veterans to attend, and we're having a 30-by-30-foot Parkinson's pavilion with all of the great folks that you know and we all trust, uh, Brett and Dr. Holer and and, and, uh, everybody involved. And so uh we thank you so much for your support and look forward to working with you and uh you know just building this relationship and hopefully we can help to deliver a whole bunch of veterans for you to sign up We're, I, it's a really a great a great project you folks are, are on so uh uh once again Ted and Dr thank you so much uh you folks have a good night and uh we'll be back in touch soon thanks again
3: Thank you so much.
1: Okay folks thank yep, you very much that was uh Boy, uh, Brett, some big news tonight, kid. What a show, huh? <laughs>
3: it's
1: a good one, right? My, my, my we nailed it. Oh, it, it's it's <laughs> in the top. It's on 415 live shows. Yeah. I, I've been looking forward to this one. I think this one, and Wolfie and I change a lot of lives. We affect a lot of lives. We've given away 100,000 pounds of food in our drive throughs over the last 15 or 16 months. But this is something that... Uh, Boy, never mind uh, dodging bullets from the enemy that, uh, you know, the the U.S. veterans have to dodge bullets from Parkinson's disease gun. How awful.
4: Well, they've got a lot of great folks, you know, working all over the world, you know, um, to help them when they get home.
1: Sounds like it. And not, and not only the folks with veterans, but but all the, the community of Parkinson's disease followers. And, and, you know, Wolfie and I have been... Uh, doing this food giveaway and at first we did it just for veterans but we thought that there was a need in the general population so now we feed everybody and much like the the food drive the Parkinson's information that you folks are going to have in Quincy deserves to be told to everybody so we're modifying our veterans festival to our veterans and Parkinson's sufferers festival we want all folks with Parkinson's disease, somebody in their family, their father, maybe they're a caretaker, come on down, identify yourself, we're going to give you a special wristband, and we're going to allow you into the Parkinson's pavilion, and I don't know, Wolfie, you more hot dogs? Ribs,
2: no more hot dogs, ribs. Ribs? Ribs? Marine from South Shore Community Action Council has given us ribs.
1: 40 racks of ribs we're picking up. Perfect. We're, we're moving uptown, folks. You yep. know, you hey, you're not getting any of my ribs. <laughs> 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 I, hope I hope you get enough smokers. Oh, <laughs> oh, we're gonna cook them in advance. Oh, we got it all done already. all done. That, uh, that event on the on July 23rd is. Oh, be, I heard. Uh, it, it's gonna be a, an interesting event, uh, Brett. I think your Parkinson's Pavilion is gonna be awesome. certainly one yes. of the hits, and and yeah. we're, you're gonna be right in the center of the of the of the event. Awesome. And,
4: Looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be. It was great last year.
1: Yeah, in, in, in this year. In this one, uh, should be a little bit better. Super. Um, Justin, I want to give my time to Chuck because it's getting late. Oh, seven so, yeah, fifty-nine. Sorry,
0: Chuck. Chuck. Yeah. You, once you start, you don't stop. To all the veterans out there, maybe maybe you're having some 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 thoughts going through your head. Things aren't happening the way you wanted things to work out for you. Maybe you're having some having some problems at home. You don't have to go it alone. There's dedicated people for you to talk to. Call 1-800-273-8255 at the prompt press 1. Call the National Veterans Crisis Line 24-7. They never close down. There's somebody there for you to talk to. Don't make that jump yet. Make the phone call. Get the help you need. You earn and you deserve. Again, call 1-800-273-8255 at the prompt press 1.
1: Jack, all I can say is it goes double for me and double for all the, the fans here in the studio audience. Uh, uh, thank you very much, Larry. Thanks for your help tonight. Next week we're going to have the Department of Veterans Services and uh, Secretary Poppy will be joining us to talk about uh, some great events